From ThatShelf.com, this is Black Hole Films. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. What's a black hole film, you ask? Well, you know those films you always meant to get around to watching, but you never did for whatever reason? Well, that's what they are. And this podcast is all about embracing them and checking those films off our lists and talking about them and whatever else happens to come up. I'm Canadian filmmaker Jeremy Lalonde, and I will be your host. You can follow me on Twitter at LalondeJeremy, or check out my website, JeremyLalonde.com, for more information on me and my projects. If you like the show, please subscribe to it, rate, review it, and leave a comment on whatever platform it is you're listening. It really does make a difference in helping to get more ears tuning in. And if you like this show, check out the others on the ThatShelf.com family of podcasts. And without further delay, let's get into this week's film. This is episode 113, and today I'm joined by Tara Spencer Nan, an actor who you've seen on Corner Gas, Killjoys, Degrassi Next Generation, as well as The Listener. Also joining us is friend of the podcast, Mark Weingast. And we're going to sit down and watch a film together. All right, so we're sitting down to watch Whiplash. I'm Jeremy. I have seen the film. I'm Tara. I have not seen the film. And I'm Mark, and I have seen this film many times. And Mark was starting to ruin the goddamn thing for Tara because he's a giant dick. Hey, 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 hey. No, wait a second. I'm just saying... For the viewers at home, catch them up. What did you do? Okay. What did you say? I was... Just saying how like, I read the film. And I read the film as v- very much a tale of toxic masculinity. But that's not ruining it. Sometimes it's nice to go in with something. Well, that's just, I mean, that's, that's also just a very specific take on it that I don't know if I agree with. Well, I'll get into it after we watch it, but I feel like... But th- well, first of all, explain what, what what is toxic masculinity to you. Uh, just this overtly... Uh, hmm. I think it's weird because it's because this isn't like male and female stuff. It's like no, this is very. I don't know. Well, I'm, no. I'm curious to see Tara's take on that after she watches the movie. Okay, I, I think I know where you're going because but. the way that uh, this movie plays out to me is. Uh, I, I actually you know what? the less I say about this, the better. I'll go in. I'll We're going to come back to this in the after okay. conversation. So, but in the meanwhile, have you ever played an instrument before? Did oh, you, I, did... I am a musician, sir. Oh, really? That yes. I did not know. I play, I play several instruments. What do you like, play? Well, drums down there. I have a drum set down. I literally have a drum set. You walk by it every time you come here, Mark. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. Are you blind? <laughs> blind and deaf. Yeah, I, have and a, deaf. I was a drummer uh, in many crappy bands in high school. Uh, I can play the piano. I can play the guitar, the bass. I play a shitty version of the saxophone. Which, and I, which saxophone, though? Oh, the alto. Okay. Uh, and I uh, am not very good on the harmonica. <laughs> I, I used uh, to play recorder. Yeah. I, I got nothing. Like everybody else in public school in third yes. grade would, yeah. yeah. I can't play the recorder. <laughs> I was actually pretty good at the recorder. Uh, and I'm not and I'm not amazing at the ukulele, but I can I can get by. That's like, impressive. For, yeah. Uh, I used to play tenor sax back in high school and I actually still have a tenor saxophone, but I've really not touched it in the last little while. Um, although give me five minutes and my muscle memory will kick in to play Moon Dance by Van Morrison. Yeah, That's it just kind of comes back. Yeah, my yeah. mom was a saxophonist. 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 Sex. What? Whoa! Whoa! She was also that, huh? Hey. Uh, uh, she's dead. Uh, it's a uh, so, so what I was gonna say is yeah. that going into a movie for me, that like, obviously, like, don't tell me exactly what happens, but I, I don't mind having like little things well, dropped into my mind. Here's a question: What do you know about this movie? Um, that there is a kid who plays the drums and a guy who yells at him. Yay! Yay! That's pretty much all you need to know about this. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. all I've seen in like the like trailers and stuff. So what? So two other just follow <laughs> follow questions like that. So what made you pick this movie? Um, this is a movie that again, like I am pretty shitty about watching movies, and uh, it's kind of embarrassing how many movies I haven't seen. But this was one of the movies that stood out for me. I remember watching the Oscars, and this was something that there, there was something about it that connected with me that I maybe I liked the man J. yelling. J.K. Simmons referral. J.K. Well, he's also amazing because I yeah. used to watch. Um, Oz. Oh God, not Oz. Sp- no Spider-Man films. No. Way earlier, guys. Like yeah, what's, but commercials. No, what's the the series he used to be in? I don't know. Uh, uh, like Law and Order, or what? The oh yeah, yeah, he was on Law and Order. Um, oh yeah, Law and Order, or I never Law watched Law and Order. No, because I used to sit up at like eleven thirty at night, being like, oh, I can't sleep. It was either SVU or the regular Law. I think it was SVU. I think it was frequent on both. He was. I think it was SVU. 
So, yeah. But for me, there was, there was something that resonated and something, uh, like, for me, it was this or The Wrestler. Yeah. That I wanted. Or you also mentioned Three Billboards. Oh, Three Billboards, too. Well, we can always come back to those, Tara. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a nice So maybe clue that there's something about abuse that I really like, The Wrestler. <laughs> yeah, well, The Wrestler's more about, like, self-abuse. Oh, this is kind of a self-abuse, too, a little bit, I guess, technically. See, now you're ruining the film. But it's that's Isn't every me. film about self-abuse, Mark? There's only, there's only so many things that it can be, it, like it all comes down to human nature in some sort of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually, to me, it's not a spoiler to go in with like uh, grains, like little seeds that can sort of sit there and either grow or not grow. And, and like that to me doesn't spoil it. To me, it, it actually makes it better. Okay, cool. Right. Well, we won't say too much more. No. Uh, what else is there? I, I don't, I don't want to get into too much before you get into it then. No, I, I'm really curious because now that you've mentioned, you know, playing in a bunch of bands when you were in high school, like, how, like, how was that? Like when you would get together and make music, like how much did you play? How long did they really last? I mean, I'm just more curious because now that you brought that up. Oh, I mean, I play an on and off. I mean, I still get together with some people like in here and there and, and jam a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to play, I'm going to, I'm going to be in my one of my best friends from high school's wedding in September and he uh, and a bunch of the people from one of the bands we played in are all going to be there. We're like, we should totally do something. So we're going to get together. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's not going to be that. good. Oh, no, but that's the matter. best part. Everyone's going to be matter. like, oh God. Yeah. So, uh, you should I don't make know, sure you're just... very like, in... oh no, you don't drink anymore. I still drink a little oh, bit. You... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's like, it's just gonna, it was just fun. It was always, we just did it. I mean, for me, it was, ne- I was never like, oh, I want to be a musician. Like, that's my thing. I always knew kind of what my path was. Yeah. So it, for me, it was just enjoyable. It was, it was something to do with my friends. But also making music and making a movie, they're kind of yeah. same, same. Yeah. And I'm, like ve- I, and I'm very involved with the scores of my film. Like I'll go in on, like I'm working with this composer right now that we just got connect on a really interesting level where I'll come into the studio when he, while he's working and I'll just sometimes grab the guitar and be like, I should try this. And then he'll just take that and he'll riff on that. And we'll go back and forth and we'll just kind of jam that way. And it's fun for me because I got to like, it feels like I'm in a band again. But then he goes off and does a way better version <laughs> of what I'm doing, right? Or I'll sing a little, I'll hum a little vocal line and then yeah. he'll pick up from there and be like, do the better version of that. But it's nice because it gives you an idea of inspiration and where you want to start from. And it's easier to communicate in that yeah. way. Yeah, but it's also, it's like, I'm also trying to not give him like a line reading musically. You know, right, the way I wouldn't want to. You would let him do, let him be do his art. Yeah, because I want, like, I want to give him just enough that it like helps inspire. You know, because it's it's very similar to like directing an actor. Well, no, so, but it, I, that's where I see music and like a script or like making a movie very similar. Like the whole thing is a song. The whole thing is well, it's more than a song. It's a you yeah. know, but it's um you know, there's something there's something very similar to it. That's just I can a, see the draw. I can say, my, and my music background for sure has informed like the way I make movies and kind of the way I feel movies and hear movies. And it's like I think I, one thing I do well is I've got a good tempo, yeah. and I and I have I know how to. And like, you bring that into the editing room, like when you go and edit your films. Oh, you're oh, editing for sure. when you're shooting. Yeah, I'm editing my brain while I'm shooting. So it's like, but it's just, I just kind of know the rhythm of something and how something should feel. So if I'm on set, and like it's just dialogue has a rhythm and the yeah. scene has a rhythm, and so. That's one of the things I'm looking for when I'm on set and I'm shooting something. I just know if the rhythm plays or not. Yeah. Um, and that's well, especially comedy. How, especially comedy, for sure. It has just has. There's a musicality to it. Yeah. It's kind of it, it, it. It's invisible unless you kind of know what it's supposed to be. Oh, this just made me now think of this movie. Yeah. Because it's so much about music. Now I'm, I'm so curious about the dialogue and how the oh, dialogue oh, comes out. Be... And if it's like, is the dialogue like a like a like a You'll see. The less, I, the less we say, the sorry, better. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you know, I feel like you're, I'm clapping yeah. right now. Yeah, I, I, you know, without like trying to oversell it, I kind of feel like this is a movie that's like, great for you. Knowing, <laughs> knowing my personality, knowing your personality, I just think I think you're either gonna like really connect to this movie or you're gonna hate it. Am I gonna cry? No. Okay. Good. Oh, you don't. Um, you don't know what she cries at first. Oh, of all. yeah. Like that's you know, true. That's a good point. I, I, movie, I, I, although I will admit, there's like one part where oh, I actually fuck, do start to tear up. It's near the end, but it's you'll, an, but, it's, but you'll know where. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an intense movie, so it's like I, I never get shocked by how people this movie makes people feel. Yeah. Because I think, especially as an artist, I think whether you're a musician or not, as an artist, there's something to connect to in this movie. Yes. Um, I cry in kids' movies all the time. Oh, same here. All the time. Yeah. 
That's why I have a hard time on, on like... SpongeBob makes <laughs> Tara just... No, but every time I get on a plane without my kids, or even now with my kids, like, the first thing I want to do is watch a movie, because there's so much to catch up on, but then I have to be like, oh, fuck, am I going to cry in this movie? I can't be crying on the plane. Like, I, I actually think about you these things. You cry on a plane. Oh, I don't want to cry on a plane. God, it's so embarrassing. You're like... <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, it's okay to feel things in public, Tara. <laughs> no, it's not. But you would laugh on a plane. Totally. What's wrong with that? Why, 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 why is one emotion okay in public and another one's not? If you're laughing, puffy. everybody thinks like, okay, that person's having fun. The moment you're crying, everybody's like, is that person okay? But not if you're true. watching. I think if you're watching something, if you're just sitting oh God, there. that's a great scene, though. And there's nothing going on. <laughs> but I think if they see you're watching something, they can connect that. If, if, if they turn around and the screen's off and it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, what are you watching? It's like, oh, you're watching nothing. You're just feeling a lot of, okay. <laughs> The other thing that's awkward too is if like a like a sex scene comes on and I'm with my children, I'm like, oh god! I know I'm doing that because we're going. Oh, we're gonna fast forward. We're going on a trip on Friday with the kids, and uh, and oh. I'm and my son's like, oh, I, we were going. I was showing him like the in-flight they have on the website. <laughs> they show you all the movies, and I'm like making my list of all what I don't want to see. And I'm like, he's gonna be sitting beside me. I can't watch some of these things. Yeah. God damn it. I know they need like little. Yeah, like, it's a long visors. flight too. I'm like, I can like. Going so to so at what point are you gonna allow him to? Oh my god! Sorry, we won't get into this on the air, but that's amazing. Japan, Uh, yeah. So it's like a thirteen-hour flight. Oh yeah. So I can I can knock off a lot of watching. Oh, he'll sleep at some point. It's okay. Let him watch the fourteen A movies. He won't care. He's excited that Venom is on the plane. He's He's seen. He's seen stuff. He's like. He'll be fine as long as it's not Annie, because Annie is the Annie is the one we've managed to keep somewhat pure. Isn't that nice? Ephraim, Not he, for long. He's the first pancake. <laughs> we burnt him. We singed. There's not much worse I can throw at him. That's so funny. But the other, the second pancake, she's still, she's tasty. No, that's terrible. What did I say? <laughs> I'm done. Okay, oh, let's ah! watch. Uh, let's watch a movie before I say oh. worse things about my kids. About eating pancakes. Yeah. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat and we just finished first of all i want to figure out where they found like how the they found this fucking kid because he was drumming a lot of the time and that Miles like Teller is a drummer wow. he's, been, like, he's been drumming since he was 15 what is your good fortune to find like a kid who can fucking pull this off like having somebody like damien chazelle to collaborate and know like how to do it yeah well i think they only went for people that could actually play like well, jk simmons yes. also can play the piano yeah like you know? that oh I will say this. I love how Damien Chazelle does like third act finales. He does it with La La Land. He does it with First Man. And with this, the moment I first saw this film and the finale happened, specifically when Fletcher drops the bomb that, you know, he knew the whole time yeah. that it was him that, that uh, ratted him out. My heart was like, oh, fuck. You know what was funny about that? It's like I knew that was coming, though. There was a part of me, like, when yeah. they were in the... It was too easy, yeah. Yeah. Like, I was like, There's, this guy's a smart guy. There's no way he doesn't know. But it still was like, ugh. Because you feel for the oh, character. Oh, he's gonna you... fuck with him. Like, just the the, the yeah. mental journey that you go well, on Well, I think when I first, the first time I saw it, uh, the, the clue to me... I was wondering, I'm like, does he not know? Like, what's so... The clue to me was when they're... Before they go on stage, it's like... He these people can look. make you, these people can break you. And I was like, oh, is this going to go yeah. the other way? This but the is, thing is that, that's let's always Let's go have me. fun. Would Fletcher's reputation also been shot for le- for allowing a drummer to go on stage? Because if he's gone, they have nobody else I to play. I think him having um, uh, been kicked out of Schaefer yeah, already destroyed his career. And so now it was like... You fucked me, now I fucked yeah. you. Yeah. Because remember so you, he was saying, like, what are you doing now? He's like, Oh, you know, I'm just doing things here and there. He's like in like a like a jazz band, like in, in a little bar. Like he fucked his life. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was just him tip for tat. It's like in case you okay. ever wanted to be a professional drummer, now I'm gonna kill that. Yeah. But what's great about the ending, I mean well let's talk about it backwards, talk about the ending first. But what's great about that ending is they end up both winning. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but and he, there's like an understanding. They both win, but at what cost? Well, that's that's at that's kind of what the whole thing's about. But that's what art is like. At what cost? Like that's, what well, is Miles Teller is the same thing in right? each movie. Again, you see it in La La Land, and you see it in First Man. At what cost? Because with La La Land, it's a cost of having. Um, well, Ryan right, first of all, stop. Have you seen La La Land? Yeah, I have. Okay, okay. Have you seen have First you, Man? No, but you know what it's about, right? Mm, moon, no. moon oh, the moon! Yeah, yeah, yeah. First me, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm like, mm, what? So, so historically, you understand that, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. 
Well, I mean, Miles Teller literally says that when they're in the bar scene. He's like, but was it at what cost? Yeah. And, and J.K. Simmons' response is the cost of perfection. Yeah. The cost of... Which is also reflected in Buddy Rich, because he always demands perfection. It, it, it's kind of weird to see how that essence of perfection uh, like re- just like goes into Fletcher, goes into yeah. um, Neiman. And this is also why, for me, it ties into that toxic masculinity. Because well, it's, yeah. it's, it's, but, but it's before we move into that, yeah. though, before we move into that, like, you're right, though. Damien Giselle has made the same movie three times in a row. Yeah. Like, they're all about people being trying to like putting perfection and putting personal achievement over anything everything. else and yeah. and at personal risk of relationships and everything else in your life yeah, yeah there it's about people it's i mean not to take away from the the toxic masculinity conversation right i have but it's about just toxic toxicity in your own self yeah and and toxic relationships like even with his, yourself with yourself but also like the relationship he had with his dad like I love how they set it up. Like, the first thing I noticed, like, the first scene where you meet the dad, did you notice that someone bonks him in the head? And, and he he's says, like, oh, sorry. And I was like, oh, my God. So, and then here he is going, no, I only like the popcorn. Like, I saw the contrast between these two people that was like, I know what I want, yeah. and I'm apologizing for everybody. So I'm apologizing for someone hitting me. And I sort of had this bizarre, like, setup of, like, Oh, this is a really interesting dynamic of like a yeah. father who is not doesn't push his son, who doesn't, who just gives him the love Which and is, wants him to be happy, but that's not what he needs in his art or how to. to Which J.K. says there's no there's no two worse words in the English language mm-hmm. than good job, good job. Which yeah. is why like Which at the end, dad. at the end when like he comforts his son, it's like that difference between comfort and conformity to, you know, sacrificing, like, everything else and trying to be great. Well, and it's not just that. It's also realizing, I think he's like, I don't want to end up like my dad. Yeah. Like, the dad is the example, and that's what he kind of realizes halfway through. He's like, I don't want to be that person. Like, at the dinner table where everyone's mocking him and he doesn't even stand up for himself. I love that fucking dinner table thing where he was like, what is it? Um, the NFL come, won't come, call. No, like, no, whatever. Come, come play for us. Four words you will never hear from the NFL. Yeah, but the fact yeah. that he's like, I'm going to fucking stand up for myself, and I'm not going to be this person over there that he, he's sort of realizing in this moment yeah, well, there, as he's growing. And yeah, and it's that... That classic thing in a lot of families where it's like people celebrate, you know, physical achievement over artistic achievement. Right. Where it's like, you know, you see what he goes through. And it's like, he's an athlete as much as anyone else in that family. Which is but why it, this is a great sports movie, too. That's just it. <laughs> and, and that's why it's like, he's like, it's it's third string or whatever the hell he says about his third, cousins, uh, Division three. Division three. Where he's like, your football league is shit. I'm playing the NFL <laughs> of, of music. And I'm number one. Yeah, and they're like, well, isn't this subjective? He's like, no. <laughs> I love, I love more. It's like, no, it's like there's a way to play it perfectly. It's, yeah. it's math. Music is math. And if you play it perfectly, you... I think it's also interesting, the whole idea of like art, um, how you're replaceable. Like, I, like for me, watching this as an actor, I was like, oh my fucking God. Yes, that's like me every day on set. Like, just the, the anxiety and like the, the dynamic and feeling the need to be perfect and criticizing yourself when you're not perfect and being like, holy fuck, I could be like, someone doesn't like what I'm doing. I could be gone and replaced within like seconds. And just that feeling of, um, it's as, as an artist, like it's so hard to live in that moment and have the confidence and, um, strive for perfection, but not over analyze yourself to a point that you're actually harming your, your work. I don't know. I just was like, oh. Like, hey, well, what did you think? Or did you, did you enjoy the movie? I loved the movie. It was I, awesome. I thought, so. I thought it would be right it's up your alley. great. I love it. And it's it's all all my shit, man. Yeah. No, I thought <laughs> you was would like, no, This was one of the first films that the moment the credits started, it's like, I need to see this again, like, right away. Specifically with the finale. The I was H. the same way. I was just like, what the fuck? Easily watch ending? it again. That first moment when J.K. lays eyes on him, it's like he wants to fuck. Like, at first I was like, whoa. That look he gave him was very... Very. What, the beginning of the movie? Or yeah, the that very first look that you see J.K. looking through the window at him playing the drums, and it was there was something about the look that he gave him that it was like almost sexual. Like J.K. like how he um, interprets music and how he feels about it is very uh, physical, and it was like it was uh, I was like wow okay what are we setting up this dynamic like there was this very like. The I'm, very weird power dynamic, and yeah. the end, Neiman's the one who uh, Neiman's the one who emulates him. In the end, he becomes that. I would well, say old are. fogey because because Fletcher is very 
old hat, old standard, uh, the use of abuse to to uh, bring out the greatness. Uh, it, like his criticizing of jazz is very old standard because like oh jazz like jazz now is not what jazz means to me like oh mm-hmm. come on you're like me you relate you know that and again the um, the story about Joe Jonas and Charlie Parker that gets disseminated through Neiman because he because he only knows the story through Fletcher and he repeats it back that's the way that he knows it because he wants to be like Fletcher right so there's so many layers to this film yeah like it a, really is, a, and it's beautifully it's a, shot. I love the moments where you're 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 in his head. Like you actually I'm like in his brain, I'm in his mind. And there were some times where I was I, I couldn't tell is something real or is something a figment of his the, creation. The three of his mind of shots where like zooms through. in on him when something unexpected. So the first time that uh Fletcher's like, No, 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 the other drums and it zooms in on him or with uh uh, like towards the end where he finds out it's upswing instead of whiplash like starting out and pushes in on right. him. I just there were so many interesting shots. I loved also the uh, the scene with him and the girl on the their their first date the pizza place where they just chose like to go it was such beautiful moments where it was like almost musical their conversation yeah. where it was like they're having this awkward thing they're this and then all of a sudden they're like bantering and arguing it was like and then it was like huh yeah, and her. then you don't know what's going to happen, and then they're like, "Oh no, wait, wait, I think we're going to work out." Yeah, but it was it was the arguing. like the yeah. arguing and the and how it it was so it was a song like it was beautiful yeah. and it was awesome and the credit, the shots to the were just although that pizza looks terrible. Oh yeah, god, the pizza yes. looked like shit. The, no, the pizza in the entire movie, what, wherever they put it, uh, whether it's like that date scene or in the summer where he just has that slice. Going to the jazz That slice like, looks fine, but the ones that they were clearly had been sitting there for hours. Oh, you know lighting. that's just been sitting there. <laughs> but it was not. But the, he was raving about this pizza place, and I'm like, that looks like terrible pizza. It looks like <laughs> cardboard <laughs> shit that's been sitting there for hours. What no, was you, the budget on this movie? You know, what? here's I the think, thing. I think it's like I don't three think or it's five. Big. It's not high. It was it a, ni- a 19 day shoot. <gasps> you know, a typical indie type movie. Oh my fucking word! It, it was Damien Chazelle's first feature. Yeah, you know, well, first uh, like big like. I'd say micro-budget feature. Like, he did one film before this. Right. Uh, Guy Madeline on a park bench. I still need to watch that one. I haven't seen it but, either, yeah. But it's just like, when you have somebody like Jason Blum behind your project, and, and like, he gives you just enough money, magic happens between, like, something like this, or well, Get Out. but also, or, like, think about it. Like, the, the only complicated scene would be the truck, the, the car crash. I mean, and the, and the not, way that shot is... You're just seeing it from inside the car. Yeah, just like, shh. Other than that, I mean, like, look, it's beautifully shot. Like, you need m- money for, like... Yeah. But yeah. there's nothing... Uh... No, the most complicated stuff is just the technical, the musicianship. The music. Yeah. I would love to, like, listen to, uh, like, behind this, like, do, if they had, like, you know, the, the copies the of the things and the directors are talking. Oh, remember this commentary? scene? And yes, that's our commentary. I, uh, kind I of what we're doing. I think there is one. I, I would love listened. to hear uh, that. On the Blu-ray, there's one uh, with the short that's originally uh, that this is originally based on that was used as a pitch to get this movie funded. Yeah, well, oh, he, wow. his, he had written this, couldn't get it funded, made a short that got into Sundance and won a big award there, and then got the funding. So, I yeah. mean, Jason Reitman's a producer on this, Jason Bloom's a producer oh, on fuck, this. Oh, yeah. yeah. The scene so. that they use in the short is the, uh, the first practice scene where... Uh, basically calls out the um, the out of tune player and then has Neiman on the drums afterwards. Uh, J.K. Simmons is in the original short, so you do, so you do get that yelling and screaming that he's, he's so, so good, good at. He is so perfect in this role. So um, good. He deserves so good. every award that he got for this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because no, it is beautiful, especially that ending. It's like that scene is just. I mean, it's beautiful in so many ways, but it's beautiful. What I really loved about the first time I saw it was just like. You, you mean you said when we were watching it, Tara, I'm like, I fucking hate you with every ounce of my being but, for that thing he does. But then right after that, it just switches, and all of a sudden, they're, they're, they team up for the first time in the whole movie. Yeah. When it's also just that desperation, like all of his students have, like their desperation for approval and, and his approval and like what you're willing to do to get someone to see you or be, and, and like watching all of their moods, like how he would be like, I'm on it up, I'm going to call the girl. And yeah. then I'm on it down, and everything's bad. It's like realizing but, how much your art and how much attention you're getting right. affects but you directly. He's not able to do that at the end until he stops giving a shit what Fletcher thinks about him. Yeah, yeah. 
You know, that's how that ending works. Is like he Fletcher, he's given up caring about Fletcher, and he's just doing it for himself now. Yeah, when he was like, "I'll count you in." I love that. I was <laughs> yeah. like, "Yeah," and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, and he little snap. He snaps that drum symbol at him yeah. and it almost yeah. hits Fletcher, Fletcher in the face. And there's that beautiful moment where he knocks the symbol over and Fletcher fixes it. Yeah, I love that. And you're just like, "Oh, it's like," and you forgive Fletcher everything. In that moment. Because he knew, he had, he also understands in that moment, we forgive, but also he understands why he was doing what he was doing, and it serves its purpose. He understands, he's like, I'm the, the whatever, the symbol or whatever being thrown in his head, the, yeah. you know. But, but that is, I mean, back to the, let's go get into this toxic masculinity stuff, because there is that question, it's like, yes, at that night, they had this perfect moment together, the two of them, but does that still make everything they went through worth it? Does it make... This kid who killed himself, um, that was one of his former students, who was like the previous Andrew. Like, does that make that worth it? Like, that's just it. It's like, why? What cost? Yeah. Again, and it's like, is art worth treating people shittily? Yeah. The right method, for that, that one that person, that just to get moment, that one. For that one moment, that one fleeting moment that'll be gone. You know. How many lives you ruin to find that one? But I guess to like the point is, I guess that to him, yes, it's worth it. Yeah, well, it's a subjective you know, thing, right? Yeah. You can't. It, it's different for every person, but I think that's what's interesting. It, it, it's just the the first couple times I saw it, um, the dialogue that you know, or, or kind of kind of like the way that Fletcher talks to his students, I, I found it hilarious. But it just, I realize how problematic it is. But it's just you can't. Like, it's weird because here's the thing: because I, I watching it, I kept on thinking about your comment about toxic masculinity. Because I had kind of forgotten about all those you know ridiculously quips, inappropriate. Homophobic, homophobic quips and all very homophobic but it's interesting because it's like as much as like I can get I kind of get how you can watch this and go oh yeah it's full of toxic masculinity I also go none of that feels gender related or sexual in a weird way it just feels like I don't know what it is it just it, feels it, something because other. it's a sports movie because yeah. it's very much like a football coach pushing his players or a basketball yeah I'm not condoning it by any players. means yeah but it's just it's one of those things where I just go I don't know what that quite is or what like is it it's so you almost want to say misogyny, but it's not. But it's it, like it, it's 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 kind of it's homophobic feminism. It's like if you're not if you're not like perfect, then you might as well just you know be whatever. Just I, I don't I don't know. It's just like if you're effeminate, then you're weak. If you can't play, you're which means that you're weak. Which means that you're effeminate. I don't. I yeah. That's the thing. It almost doesn't fit that character in a weird way. I think that's the only thing that bothers me about it. Is it feels like he's better or smarter than that and that he's and that's what's interesting about it because he is a smart cultured character and then yet he's resorting to these like locker room tactics again he's very old school so that might fit in with his character well but I also think he's smart enough that he's picking his words and he knows what he's doing and why he's doing it and he's doing something he's because also he's always teasing Andrew saying that's why your mom left out oh that's that whole the whole thing is to find something personal so he's like you're gay so I'm going to make fun of you for being gay your mom walked out so I'm going to pick on your You're Irish, I'm going to make fun of your race. Yeah, it's just, it's what you do to get under someone's skin and find that personal way to get, hurt them. And that's almost where it's like, I I, need the Mars bar kid. You know, the fat kid. (laughs) But I think that's what it is. Like, you know, he literally has that scene in the hallway when he first brings Andrew into studio. And it sounds like he's just being his buddy, but he's just gathering information. Yeah. He's finding everything, find out. and And you get the sense that he did this with every single one of those people. Yeah. And he knows what buttons to push. And so none of it is really... And that's why I kind of dismiss it in a weird way where I go, none of this is the intent of what you're doing. You don't actually care if someone's heavy set or a homosexual or, you know, the mom left them. It's like, you're just doing stuff like you said, Tara, yeah. to just get under your skin because you just you know what buttons you can push now to try to create... I mean, his goal is to create bird. His own bird. Yeah. And I think that's why it's also important, the scene where he does set up with Andrew before, and he's like, oh, you know, any musicians in your family? Like, you can... The the intel scene, and then using the intel immediately against him, I think can kind of set up that he's a smart enough guy who's done this enough, and he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm just like... I'm going to be lying in bed. That's that's what this movie does. It's like I feel it's so I love the ending. I love the ending though. Like I and I love the beginning too, where it's just like nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I wanna play the drums. (laughs) Right? 
Well, you can go downstairs and start. It's not this time of night. Jesus, I have neighbors, Mark. <laughs> Don't encourage me. Uh, yeah, it's... No uh, idea how stupid I am. No, I have the saying that the first time I watched it, right as soon as it ended, I was like, again, again. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was, and it's I was, also I was the perfect the length. Theater, yeah. It's a beautiful length. Yeah. I miss the... the like, no that's under moments. two hours. I miss the under two hour movies. Yeah. yeah, I mean, some of them were... I mean, here, a movie length works if the movie works. It doesn't matter the length. You know, I, I I I agree that it's like I find so many movies are just kind I of. I can't do three hour. I'm just. But a three hour. There's I've watched three hour movies that feel like they're an hour and a half, and I've oh, watched yeah. movies that are an hour and a half that feel like they're three hours. <laughs> no, but that's just it. It's true. Like for me, that's there are true. two sequences that drag for me every time I watch it. We're like, oh, okay, come on, let's just get let's just get going. So one's like the dinner scene where it's like he goes back home and he has that conversation. It's like, okay, come on, let's let's get back to the drumming. Let's go back to that. And then when they're in the uh, the jazz club, and I know that like it sets up for later on, but it's like oh. okay, we're like slowing down. It's because you've seen it you, so many you're times. You're anticipating that's why. It's because you've seen it so many it times. Did, to me, that was like those scenes are so. I important. was waiting yeah. for him the whole time in the jazz, uh, like when they were that made him at the jazz bar. I was waiting for him to say something to him because I'm like he. He knows. We, they've already set up that this man is a very smart man. Yeah. He understands people. He understands how to manipulate. He knows exactly what happened. What happened. And so that's the whole time I was sitting there being like, when's he going to say it? When's he gonna, oh, they're going outside. When's he going to say it? When's he going to say it? So to me, that did not drag at all because I had that feeling of like... There's a tension. Oh. The tension is there. Yeah. That's just it. So I think it's because you know all the rhythms this thing is yeah. playing. Whereas like, I, I haven't watched it. I've seen it two or three times before this, uh, but I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah. So I was just drawn Still in. riveted. Oh, just riveted. Too. I think the whole movie is just, you know, there isn't a wasted moment or scene in this movie. No. I totally agree. Every yeah. and, but, and, and that's why it's one of those movies you can watch over and over again because you're going to get something from every scene that you didn't get and every scene serves an absolute purpose. You're right. There is no wasted second and everyone's and everyone's doing the best that they can all the time. Yeah, uh, there there was one moment when we were watching that I pointed out uh, when Fletcher brings in Connolly to um, like we need somebody else to try out Caravan, just like get him to try. I noticed in the beginning when uh, back in the first year, like Nassau Band, the Caravan sheet's actually out on stand, so that actually is foreshadowing for later on. Oh, yeah. So who knows? Maybe uh, Fletcher was actually playing the long game in this. Oh, interesting. Yeah. They're already working on Caravan, you mean? No, 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 no. Like, uh, oh, Con- sorry. Connelly no, was given the sheet for Caravan. Like, it's actually out on the stand. No, he came in with it. He already had oh, it. Oh, no, no, no. He, yeah, he already had it. Yeah. But it's foreshadowed, like, way back in the beginning. I don't know. Oh, I at the beginning like, is where like, you see it. I feel it. like... Okay. That's just an Easter egg. I think that if, if, if that was the kind oh, of thing go back and see it. Oh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not saying it's not there. I'm just saying it's it's so in the background. It's so the kind of thing that I think you probably have to watch this movie ten times to notice. Yeah. That if it was important in any meaningful way, we'd notice it. Okay. Well, it's, it's also interesting though because make... he could have already been like, oh, this Andrew kid. But I gotta have someone come up behind. Like, you know, I see yeah. where you're going with and this. And because he said he's at the bar, why bring in Connolly? Connolly was incentive. Yeah. His incentive for Andrew to be pushed. Yeah. Oh, Again, this movie just leaves you speechless. Right, but at that point, he's... Who knows what to believe because he's fucking with him constantly. Yeah. Everything... I mean, throughout the entire movie, everything that J.K. Simmons' character does, Fletcher does, is a tactic. And, it, yeah. and it's, it's a measured thing to get a measured response. The only time we get to see him being free... Is the same time Andrew's free at the end, when they're together and they're both just in it, and that's the only time you get to see an honest reaction from Fletcher that isn't completely calculated. Right. Yeah. You know, like every other time in the movie, he is just performing to elicit a response from somebody or something. Yeah, you're right. Where the only time they're both free wow. and just like the only time you get to see both of them being human beings is the very ending but isn't that also sort of this I don't know if you start talking about like an artist it's like being in the moment yeah and it's that thing that you know you, well, you, you that, watch that's Jake and he's just in that moment like, where he's in it and he's watching Andrew have like the best solo, solo just, of his life yeah and he's just in it and he, he's vibrating with yeah. intensity they're just like they're just in it but know? I love and, and he brings them but he comes in and he guides them and he's like no no pick it up no pick it up and it's just like they, and they really work together it's a beautiful beautiful moment um, 
But that's what it is, like being in the moment when you yeah. know that you're just like you're. You know, I get that when I'm sometimes when I write, and all of a sudden it's like I drift out and it's like, where have I been? And what time is it? It's like, how long have I been in this? But also, for? that's the that's the drug for you. It's like, God, I want to get back in that moment. Like that's I want to be in that. I want to be in that space. Yeah, but the danger of a moment like that in real life is like they'll chase that forever. Yeah. You know, to get back to that moment. That's the drug, you know, that, yeah. that you'll never, ever get back again. You know, that's the yeah. danger of life. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do drugs, guys. No. No, no but it's just, but that's, it's like that constant search for that, that one moment that you can never really get back. The one moment. But I think that's what keeps an artist coming back is getting those moments. Yeah. Having those moments, wanting a new moment, being in those moments. Yeah, when you can just be, when you're just feeling pure and something just feels like it's working. And yeah, those are those are the best moments when you kind of just go, your your brain almost goes on autopilot and just your instincts take over and you're just in it. Yeah. You know? I don't think I've ever had a feeling like that, but, but, I'm, but I'm very curious, like, when was the last time that, that maybe happened to you two? Like, oh, you just twice a that, day, Mark. Twice a day? <laughs> yeah, usually what? when I'm pooping. <laughs> how long have I been here no no it's like that was I knew exactly what I was doing I just really I'm, I'm not gonna you know, this, this metaphor is taking a dark turn uh, what happened what's that I think we're okay sometimes it does this yeah we're okay pooping uh, don't no, want to no, the pooping yeah but the, the, the computer went stop talking about pooping Jeremy uh, no I mean I've had moments um I mean I think Tara probably is an actor it probably happens more often not on set, unfortunately. No, but I'm sure you have moments where it's just like something yeah. just clicks and feels yeah, right, or like natural. A, yes, absolutely. You do have moments like that, and that's sort of like the that's like the crack. That's like the yeah. the shit you go after. Chasing um, the dragon. Yeah, but I think that's kind of why we do it. It's you know yeah. you want to yeah. be like sort of that. It's that, that, that like it, you almost feel like just, you're floating, and it's yeah. just like beautiful moment where you're just yeah. Like I find like when I'm writing, those moments come up with if I'm like collaborating with somebody else, and we're talking about an idea, and then something just pops, and I'm like no, 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 stop, and I get excited. I'm like this is, and then I just go riff, and I just start talking, and I find my way into something, and, and it, I have little moments like that. And then sometimes on set, I'll be it'll be the same thing. I'll see someone do something, I'm like no, no, no. What we've been doing is wrong. It's like this is it. We'll try this. You have this moment, and then we just and then again, it's like you're just playing. Now you're playing. You know, and I'll have that in post when all of a sudden, like I watch through all the footage and then, then I'm really just like getting in the alchemy of something and then I'll just lose myself in, uh, in an edit. Oh, I would and imagine I'll, editing. Definitely. And I'll know, yeah. edit for sure is when I feel most musical because I'll just sit down and I'll watch something and I know people have seen me do this where I just like sit down and I'm like, give me two minutes. And I just, I just said, I'm just moving things around. Like I'm not even playing anything back. And people are like, how do you know it's working? How do you know? I mean, just give me a second. And we play and it's like, look. And it just flows. And I don't know how I do that. I, I have this thing that I can do with editing where I don't, need, jam, I don't need to keep on watching it through and through. I just know if I do this, I do this, I do this, I move this right here. Yeah, it's because like, you know the rhythm of how flow. you want the scene to play out. So the way that you, you recognize the scenes, the way that you've seen the footage, it's just like, okay, that goes here, that goes here, that goes here, that goes here, da, 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 boom. Yeah, and then sometimes there's a little tweaky here. Yeah, there's always a little tweaky. Oh, yeah, there like, always is. But you get, like, that broad stroke of just, like, this is how it's going to be done. This yeah. is how we can do it. And that's why I do still love to edit my own stuff because I feel like that's the last step of what I do really yeah. well. And where it comes in, it's just like, so it's like, so to sit there and have someone else do it and have well, to that's watch when the, that, it's That's painful. when it comes together. Like, yeah. that's the true art. Like, that is That's the, the end of it for me. Yeah. It's all about, like, the last stage. And to, have, to give someone else that satisfaction feels empty to me. No, but it does. Like, True, I can, I, yeah, because, because it's no longer your work to control. It's now through somebody else's mind to like interpret. That's how we feel as footage. actors. <laughs> well, we just, just give it up, and then it's like, whoa. Yeah, well, it's one of those things for me because I know how I want it to come together, and so to have to sit there and explain it to somebody else is like I can probably do it faster. Exactly. If I just, so let me do it. It's well, like that's you, also you how you shot be, it. You knew. Yeah. Creative, like you want to have your own creative control. That's why you write. That's why you direct. That's why you edit. It's because you have the vision in your own mind the entire way through. To go through a writer and not knowing what's in their head and then having a director who has their own interpretation of that work and then going to an editor and having their own interpretation of what's been shot and what they need to do. Um, It's like really interesting to, to see that process of just a single person write, direct, and edit. Yeah. 
But I haven't written everything I've directed, though. I haven't no. edited either, so there's also... But it's just, but you make it your own by yeah. that point. You just go, no, this is the rhythm I see it in. and But you still, it's still about collaborating. Oh, yeah. Because that's just it. It's like, I'll, I'll do my stuff, but then I'll take notes from anybody. And then yeah. I just have to internalize it, and if it makes sense to me, then I know how to, like, work that into my rhythm. Anyway, but... Yeah. So I get this. So I think... I, I think it's it's... This is one of those movies I think a lot of artists watch, and it's like... And something speaks to them just deeply where, yeah, you, you, cause you, we all know that we're, it's all, everything, what we do is there's this toxicity to it, but we can't help it. And we so, just keep going back. No. And that's just what it is. And so it's yeah. like, as much as you hate the Fletcher character, you also kind of get what he's doing. Like you understand his motivation that there is some purity to it and it all comes from him just wanting something beautiful. And, you know, the way he goes about it isn't great. It's not coming from a mean place. It's not coming from a bad place. It's actually it, coming it's from It's not a, meant with intent yeah. to... I think we've, we've all had our own Fletchers, I'm sure. Like, that's just... Yeah. you. And those are the people, too, that you're kind of like, yeah, fuck you, but I'm so glad that that happened because it made, you know, makes you stronger. It makes you want to work harder. It makes you want to be better. Yeah. But I also like it's funny like I, I I see all that but I also look at those conversations they have in this movie where that in the dinner table conversation they have uh, the comment about how it's like well Parker you know died at thirty two of a heroin overdose and uh, and you know and Miles t- Andrew says is like yeah we're all talking about him aren't we you know yeah so it's like so he mattered where it's like I'd rather have that than you know live to be ninety years old and, and have nobody remember have no one. But then, but then I I also agree with his uncle or whoever that guy's argument is that it's like we're well, friends and know who you were and that life matters too and yeah. that's and I I you know that's nobody's wrong no and I think if if there's one like theme I see in my work uh, it's that idea of like this thing of like what's more important you know the you know going after something special or just enjoying the beauty of everyday life. And it's like, and that's my struggle in life too, where it's just right. like, I, I, I have these moments where I push myself and I want that perfection, but I also go, yeah, but it's like, there's something beautiful about just everyday life and just being present and not worrying about the world and whether or not we're special, you know, or being the best or yeah, cause even those people, I mean, you could argue that it's like, well, yeah, but there's also for every person that like raves and praises Charlie Parker, Parker, there's, uh, you know, as many, if not more, people that don't know who the fuck he is, uh, and will never care, yeah. and will argue yeah. that in a hundred years, no one will know who he is either. You know, so there's also that where you just go. I think it's just like, well, he's so focused on being the best and being perfect that he's also, I mean, missing out on on everything. He's got no friends. He can't get a girlfriend. He's like, even can't even try to yeah. get a girlfriend. He's like, actually, you know what? This is gonna fuck up my plan. So well, that, that, I'm just yeah. out before I'm even in. And you know what? It comes down to what is... I mean, I think the, the question that this movie starts to ask, or at least like this is the way I take it because this is the thing I think I do, uh, is it asks, what is your value system? Like, what, what is important to you and how do you know? And that's kind of where I really, really... It, it, it speaks to me because that's something that, that... That's a theme I think I keep on re-exploring. Yeah, and, and for me, that's kind of why I left production for a while because they, when, when I realized how much it was taking me away from my family, and I love my family, um, it, it was just like, I don't know how I can do this. I need to take a step back, regroup, and just find a way to compromise like working in film and still being with family, still being that kind of closeness with my family. Yeah, and that's and that's where kind of I'm I'm sure Terry you have a very similar thing. And then I think what I've kind of come to and it's funny this became like the theme for my last film and it's even like a line of dialogue. I was, was going to mention because what you were saying just before it's like wow that really does tie into James, right? It ties in uh, my first feature Paul's part it ties in uh, how to plan an orgy. It's about it's like it, it ties into they, they all that theme is in all of them. Yeah. I promise you. It's like <laughs> it, but that, that's what it is. Like filmmakers make the same film over and over again a lot of them. But uh, but like but, but, but the line the line in uh, not to spoil the movie that's about to come up it's, it's <laughs> the line is that you haven't seen it that hasn't been released but the, you know, the, the thematic line is that it's like wherever you are be all there and that's kind of what I believe about life now that it's like if I'm gonna be at home with my kids 
I'm going to be at home with my kids. I'm not going to be thinking about work. I'm not going to be thinking about the thing I should be writing. I'm going to put that aside and compartmentalize it. And I'm going to be present with them because what the fuck's the point if I'm not? Right. And I'm just going to be great at that in that moment. And I think for me, that's what I've kind of taken and learned that it's like... That's so good because that is so hard to do. Like, and that, and, that, and that's the healthiest way I can think of that. It's like that I, I treat, you know, being a dad in the moment that I'm being a dad as importantly as I treat the moment I'm on set with actors for something that I hope is going to have a longevity. Like, I'm going to give as much respect to this fleeting moment that only me and my kids are sharing as I do to this moment that I'm committing to digital format forever, <laughs> you know? And I think that's the maturity I've come to, but it takes me a long time to get yeah. there, you know? Anyway. anyway. I like that. <laughs> but that's good, and that's hard. But be present wherever you are, and say, I think it's just that everything matters, whether it's big or small. No, that, that's good advice to take. Look at me. I think I peaked. We should stop now. I'm no. going to cry. But, uh, uh, so what else? What else do you... Oh, hi, Ru- Rufus is awake, everyone. Hey. Hey, Rufus. What did you think of the movie, Rufus? He's like, a lot of drumming. Keep me awake. Give me, give me <laughs> weird around, fucking dreams. A comfortable spot and yeah. back The dreams he must have had during those drumming sequences. He's like, you don't want to know the things I was chasing. <laughs> uh... Yeah, anything anything else to really take away from this? I, I've seen this way too many times. It's still like one of my favorite films within the last like five, ten years. Was there anything that like spoke to you this time that um, it hadn't come to you before? No, I was just really excited to, to see how Tara was going to react for the finale. Because, again, the first time I saw it, the moment that Fletcher drops the bomb, I was like, I knew it was you. Like, my heart stopped. And then... It's just like I was on the edge of my seat the moment that the uh, like the solo starts because like I have no idea how the fuck this is gonna play out and and it goes poorly it's great yeah like, and I'm so glad it went poorly because at first you're like oh he's gonna pull through he's that's gonna what show I him. thought I was but like, then he doesn't oh. you're like oh well it's like he has that you know that's the it's it's you know he has a moment I don't know this is probably a spoiler but it's like it's the end of Godfather two. Yeah, Where it's not at the end. It's the middle of Godfather too. It's like I know what you're afraid of. Yeah. It's that moment, right? But it was also so beautiful at the same time because now that we understand what, it, like, yes, I was like, oh my god, what a fucking asshole. But we also he understands. Andrew understands what he's doing and why he's doing it. He gets the hug from his dad and he makes the choice. He's like, who am I going to be? Who am I going to be in this moment? The, the guy it, who runs away or the guy who fucking says fuck you? I will fucking do it and show up. And I just kind of, I love that, I love that moment. Yeah. But it's also, but it's like the thing that I, I saw in it this time, as much as that is true as well, was that the hug is the thing he's like, I don't want to hug. No, I want to go fucking do this. Again, it's I like don't want to be you. conformity versus greatness. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to be you. I love you, dad, but I don't want to be you. You're not helping me. The life. hug turns him off. Yeah. yeah. Well, because the hug is not helping his How life. How does Paul Reiser turn anybody off? I know. <laughs> he doesn't want the glove sets. He's going to eat them around him. He's going to eat around him. That's Miles Teller. Oh, that's an interesting... Well, the glossettes are like fatty and richness and comfort, and the popcorn is... Salty. Salty. (laughs) It's right there in the opening. Salty and wet. Yeah. (laughs) There's no mistakes in this movie. No, but it's like, that's the kind of thing, like, it's all, you know, and that's why I said there's no wasted moments in this movie, like, all the little things... uh, they really are, are, they matter. Going, they matter. You know that's why. I, that's why when you mentioned like the, 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 the no the charts oh. at the beginning, yeah. I'm like if we, if if those would be more prominent, they would have made more of a meme. But maybe maybe, maybe maybe now maybe you have to like look for little little eggs. I'm not saying there aren't. I'm, I'm not saying there aren't Easter eggs, but it's not the kind of thing where we're supposed to notice it. Yeah, you're not supposed to notice it at first. It's just like watching it again. Now it's like. Oh. oh, I see. I'm just saying, it's like Damon Chazelle is not that subtle of a filmmaker. Is all I'm, is all, not, not, and that's not, that's not to be a negative thing. No, you know, I'm just saying he, you know, he wears his heart in the sleeve. Like yeah. you know what he, you know what he wants you to feel at every moment of this film. Holy fuck yeah, yeah. You know, there's no ambiguity there. No, I don't think anyway. Not for me. Um, yeah. Anyway, well, uh, thanks, guys. I'm glad you got to see it. I'm so happy. I'm really happy now. The wrestler, or actually maybe billboards. Hmm. Not they're, right both, now. they're very different. Not right now. We'll do it another yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. I feel uh, like the wrestler's probably going to make me cry. This wrestler, I think, is sad. I get. I am. I don't want to cry. I don't want to watch the wrestler. It's the, and you know what's cool about? <laughs> I love that we're like already going to. No, the wrestler's an interesting. Without giving anything away, it's like the wrestling is an interesting com, uh, 
compatible film for this in that it's also kind of a different kind of story about self-destruction self-destruction and art and how we torture ourselves for art <laughs> no but it's great that's what I'm drawn to you're drawn to well, our, our maybe, maybe I'm at like a transition in my life but that's kind why of these through. movies win awards you gotta start and, an offshoot podcast where it's just weird double features that somehow tie in thematically <laughs> I can link anything together Mark it's like I, you, I, I play six degrees like nobody <laughs> No, no, pick two movies. I'm gonna connect them. Oh, Do it right fine. now. 19, pick two mo- 1941 and the wrestler. I don't know. Those oh my are the god! First 19, two off, the top, off the top of my head. 1941 and the wrestler. I can't do it. If I sat down, I could come up with it, but it's like yeah. uh, no, not right now. Not off the top. He's like, I'll get back to you tomorrow. Yeah. No, no, no. I was, I was. No, no. I'm gonna drive home, but... and the moment I, I roll back in, roll back into the garage, it's gonna be like, here, this is the connection between this and this. Yeah, I can do it with actors and to, like that. I'm good oh, yeah. at that game. Oh, but, but just doing it thematically and how they uh, how they connect. I mean, they're both. But it's like 1941 is also about people just trying to. I don't know. I'm making stuff up. I hated 1941. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was there with you. We all hated 1941. Yeah, but we hated it in a way that was lovely. Yes. Yeah. And not and appreciative. You can still appreciate oh. something yeah. and hate it. You can appreciate it and hate. Listen, without 1941, we wouldn't we wouldn't have gone like any other Spielberg film afterwards. We wouldn't have had Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis. We wouldn't have had I don't know John Belushi doing more stuff. Uh, well, no, I, I I don't know if I agree with any of that, but uh, I, I think it was a necessary step. It was a good slap in the face for Spielberg to grow the fuck up and not go down this weird path that he might have gone down without it. He just needed yeah. to fail. Yeah. <laughs> At we some all need point. to fail. And that's what that movie's about. Well, thanks for coming over. Thanks for the popcorn. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'll do anything for popcorn. No, I won't. I won't do anything for popcorn. <laughs> Let's all go to the lab. Thanks for joining us for Whiplash. Black Hole Films is a proud member of the That Shelf Podcast Network. You can listen to other episodes of our show and other That Shelf podcasts on thatshelf.com. Please subscribe, leave comments, spread the word, do all the things that let others know you like the show and how they can check it out. You can find me on Twitter, at Lon Jeremy, and go to Facebook and join the group Black Hole Films. And until next time, go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks. Let's all go to the lobby.